Welcome to the Real Estate Hustle Podcast. My name is Andre Chin, broker owner, real estate investor, mega agent, and real estate coach. We're going to be tackling all things real estate, bringing you guests from all across North America, mega agents, mega teams, and we're going to be diving deep into their businesses to figure out how they got to where they are and how they consistently bring that hustle into their business every single day. Buckle up, our podcast starts now. All right, we're back with another episode of the Real Estate Hustle podcast with an amazing realtor out of the Niagara area. Andrew runs the Fine Estates team, and I'm so excited to hear all about his business and how he's generated this massive world that he is. He's also kind of Insta-famous, so we're going to talk a little bit about that and find out how he's built this persona <laughs> on Instagram that every realtor everybody knows you it's it's crazy like I was talking to someone in Windsor and your name came up like do you know Andrew and I'm like I don't know him well but I do know that he's (laughs) insta famous so you know guys check check this one out it's going to be a great show Andrew thanks for being here and uh, tell us a bit about yourself how you got started and how you got into the real estate game yeah well uh, I appreciate you having me on um man wow where do I begin uh I feel like I've told this story a hundred times because everybody's always interested and it's the first thing as, as a recruiting director as well it's the first thing i always ask uh, uh you know the future the prospect where was what was your life like a year ago what has developed you to why what turned you so crazy that you felt like you wanted to go into real estate uh, so the way it worked for me um was i was always you know in a, some type of service industry so I was in the music industry for a while. Uh, you know, we, 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 our band was uh, this close to getting signed with Interscope Records. And then I left and went on my own. And, uh, you know, we teamed up with Class 21 Records, uh, which was an offshoot of, of Universal Records. Then I went uh, to be a bartender, uh, you know, uh, at a Boston Pizza in Stouffville, Ontario. And then where I really found my calling is when I got into sales with a company called LA Fitness, which I think the first one in Canada was in your area, I believe. It was, it was in the, in the Waterloo region. Yeah, Kitchener. Um, so uh, I, I can't say enough about this company. It's so funny because five years now into the real estate biz, I get interviewed a lot and I'm still talking about LA Fitness. That's how big of an impact that uh, you know, our, our VP, Mike Rickert, our, our, our GM, Paul Morum and, and Scott Holliday, who's now actually with ESP out in um, Alberta. So he got into the real estate game. Uh, it was just, it's, it's so funny how that type of a company, it was an American company, um, you know, kind of like Keller Williams, um, where it was so focused on service structure and how to turn your sales business into an actual business. So that's how I got my feet wet. And I knew that, okay, if I'm selling memberships, making anywhere from 20 bucks to 100 bucks per deal, and I'm doing well, I'm running a sales team, the natural progression to that was like, okay, so where do I go next? I want to sell cars or do I want to sell houses? I was kind of looking for where was that? Um, I, I, I'll be completely honest with you. I was not thinking like, oh, I'm going to get my real estate license and you know, work from the beach or, uh, you know, have, have Mondays off. It wasn't about that for me. It was, okay, so where can I get the same amount of units sold, but make more money? And so naturally it was like, okay, well, I got to get into real estate. And there is a, uh, another company that had a huge influence of me in the beginning, 
uh, was the Ferris team uh, who was with Royal Page, and now they've opened up their own uh, brokerage. Uh, I grew up with those guys. Great, great, uh, great group of group of guys. Played hockey with them. Went to high school with Thomas. And you know what? I I watched Thomas and his progression, and you know the the way they run their business as well was just super. I'm like, I didn't know that a real estate. I didn't know realtors ran their business that way. I just thought like, hey, a lead came in, or hey, uh, you know, I got to sell this person's house. Well, how did you meet that person? I I don't know. I just came across my desk, or it's a family member, or it's an old referral. So I didn't understand the real estate business. And I was watching the Ferris boys and how they treated their business. They took it very seriously. And I said, look, if Thomas could do it, I could do it. And that's no offense to Thomas. He's a very smart guy. But I just felt like, hey, we were from the same group of guys, uh, same hometown, you know, almost uh, of the same grain. So I, so I decided to get into it. And fast forward five years. And, well, actually, I'm, not even, I'm just in my fifth year now. Uh, so we've completed four years, and in that time frame, I've you know become the director of recruitment for Rebel Realty. I have started my own uh, fine estates team, brand my own team, and then now I have also uh, started my own brokerage office here in Niagara on the Lake. So a very long-winded answer, but that's basically how it all started for me. No, I you know what I love the detail that you gave in there, and and I think every. Every mega agent, every top producer, every team leader, everyone that I've chatted with has that sort of moment, that defining moment that you're like, do I do this? Is real estate right for me? You know, it's funny you mentioned car sales too. There's a number of guys I know came either out of the car industry or chose that over real estate. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a couple of things that I heard you say that, that really piqued my curiosity. And the first one is you kept using that word business. And I love that mindset because I think more realtors really need to think that way. You know, they, they, they're coming and they think the way, kind of like you mentioned, I'm going to go on the beach. I'm going to get the schedule. I'm going to get this yep. life that is, you know, I'm going to get a BMW or I'm going to get an Audi or whatever. And I'm going to have this <laughs> life. <laughs> I love Which I did. Laugh at that, right? But that's how they think, right? Like, I'm going to have this glorious life and it's just going to happen. And you came out of the yep. gate with a business mindset not just a sales mindset, but, but you refer to the Mike Ferris team and, and those guys are incredible. I think they've done over a thousand units already and they're just doing massive, massive business, yeah. but it's a business. Exactly. No questions asked there. The, the other thing that you kind of mentioned was LA Fitness. And I've, you know, I've got some, um, some past in that world as well. And, uh, you know, my, my kid's mom worked there as well. And probably at the same time as, you know, as you're mentioning Mike <laughs> and you're mentioning some of these guys, I'm like, I know these guys, like some of these guys were in Kitchener, they were training there. Like there were sales yep, guys yep. that were buddies of mine that were working for LA fitness. So I know the system well, and you're right. It was a system of creating salespeople in an otherwise not a sales role per se, right? I mean, you go to Good Life, you go to some of these other gyms and they don't think the same way. They're not looking yeah. at, at salespeople coming in and signing contracts and paying them residuals on it. So really interesting that that's kind of how you got started. And then you're modeling after these massively successful businesses in order to create your business. So five yeah. years in, you're in your fifth year, what's the team been able to do? I, I mean, everyone's kind of wondering, you have some of the best marketing out there. And I know that's a big part of your focus. Yeah. Um, how are the sales side? How is that translating over to the numbers for you? Well, so last time I checked, <clears throat> excuse me, because I was uh, off for an entire week. But last time I checked, we were at um, just over 800 GCI 
And so we're projected to do probably close to a million and a half GCI, which is not too bad for a first year uh, team. So I had had um, a team before this team. And I've talked about it on podcasts before as well, where it was just complete utter failure. And everything that I learned from that team, I did the exact opposite. So <laughs> from that failure, I know we always, there, there's no such thing as failure, but tell that to me two and a half years ago. Uh, but from the sales aspect, we basically went from nothing to this 800,000 in GCI, we're projected to do the million and a half. So where we're at right now is about 55 million yeah. so far. So we're projected, my goal was to do 100 million this year. And I think we're going to surpass that. So we're not doing a thousand deals a year, but we are into that hundred unit mark. Yeah. Um, and where we are, uh, our average sale uh, is about a million, a million one, a million two. So having said that, we are selling on the higher, what's the word on the, on the higher sales volume yeah. uh, than your average sale price in the Niagara region, which is around 580, 600 tops. So it, it is a little bit um, more of a hustle, I guess you could say, to get our brand out there and to attain these, uh, you know, those, those higher price point units. So, so you went after the luxury market effectively is, is yeah. and most, you know, it's funny because most realtors avoid that, especially a one-year team. Like most realtors stay yeah. away from the luxury market. And you're actually the, the third or fourth person that I've had some of these conversations with that has started propelling their business into that, that, that space, that, that fine space, as, as the team name says, where, I feel like there's less people that you're playing against. Do you find your competition just a little bit less or do you have to be more grand to play in that arena? Um, yeah, you absolutely do. So I, when I first joined my first brokerage, um, everybody there said, Andrea, this is not the right move. You don't want to just get into luxury. Nobody just gets into luxury. You don't get your real estate license and start selling. Uh, well, my first listing was $3 million. So that I, I learned very early on. And I mean, that I tell people to take this, what I'm about to say with the greatest salt, but I always say, new recruits say, what's your number one piece of advice? My number one piece of advice is don't listen to other realtors. Now, what I mean when you first get started, and what I mean by like that is obviously you want to have a mentor. Obviously you want to attend additional uh, educational classes and things like that, that your brokerage offers. But your average agent, Everybody runs their business differently. And your average agent is not necessarily going to have the business that you want to have. So not only did uh, a whole bunch of realtors tell me that, but the broker told me that, the managers told me that. And in Niagara-on-the-Lake specifically, there's a very small group of realtors who have been selling the majority of the units here for the past 30, 40 years. I knew that there's a whole in the level of service, and this is not to put down anybody who works here, but I saw a hole in the level of service, the level of marketing, and the way they were presenting homes and their clients in this marketplace. So I wasn't ignorant to the fact that I'm a new guy, I'm a young guy, and I'm coming in here and trying to shake things up. I knew it was going to take a lot of work, and that's where the marketing aspect comes in, where we get into a little later. But 
everybody told me, do not get into the luxury market right off the bat. You're going to you know, take some time to build up your network. And I knew that if I could just focus on building a brand, a strong message, and really kicking ass in terms of service. So we have a level of concierge service here, and we've always offered some type. Uh, we always increase our levels of service that, that, that we provide here at the Florida State State. But I always knew that if I wanted to make a name for ourselves, we had to come into the luxury market strong. We had to good, have a good marketing campaign, a good branding message, and a good service. I love that. And now look at us. Well, and, and that's it, right? You're, you're taking market share away. And I love that you said, you know, I, I, I would tweak it a little bit, right? I mean, find who has the business that you want to and listen to that person, right? But the right. other people, you know, what is it? The average agent is less than seven transactions a year. Yeah. They really yeah. have no business giving advice. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking I, about. I agree. Right. And, but they do. And, These are the people that are educating other realtors. Well, and, you know, we, we may or may, we met online, you and I. Um, I don't know if it was in Real Estate Hack, which is a Facebook group that I help moderate. And um, in, it, I love everybody. I owe 85% of my business to agent to agent referral. But having said that, what I learned very early on, is that the advice that was giving you know, that people were giving out on any Facebook group? It's it's very, you know, between the lines. It's one lane. It's very moderate. Um, where what I was realizing when people were complaining, or people were offering different types of advice, or oh, I wouldn't do that, or I wouldn't do that, or I wouldn't cooperate with an agent, or fifty uh, percent of your commission is discount is goes back to the brokerage if if I introduce what. what? What are you, you what are you talking about? This is a this is a cooperative business that we're running here. Let's work together. So I saw a huge hole there where okay, people were almost people want to people want to be helpful, but at the same time, I was I was witnessing the complacency of some of these business owners. And so that's where I knew that, okay, so if I'm gonna stand out right away, I need to start implementing this as a business. And really taking the advice of, of, like you said, of people who have a similar business. So another person who is super, super, I got to give him a shout out here, is, is Chris Knight. Kim and I uh, collaborate a lot on, you know, well, I say collaborate. Really, it's me calling him saying, Chris, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do here. Can I come by your office? Can I witness how you run your team meeting? Uh, we actually share, share the same business coach, uh, Marianne uh, Glipson. As, as a lot of KW agents uh, have her as her coach. And, uh, you know, that's been super, super eye-opening for me. But Chris is one of those influential guys in my business that, you know, I will listen to him and his advice because he's got the business that I want. Well, and, and you know, we're going to give Mags a shout out here, Marianne Gillespie, if you're looking for a business coach, we're going to have her on the show. Um, she's slated. She's amazing. Fall. She's, she's incredible. So she was also my coach once upon a time as well, when I was getting started, um, we still keep in touch. We run into each other at events, yeah. things like that. And she is amazing, but she's got a system for creating top producers. It's kind of like Chris. I mean, Chris has been on the show. Him and I have been buddies for years. Um, similar stuff. Like we'll call each other. We'll pick each other's brains. And he's got a strong business. And I think it's important to share that where 
it doesn't matter the brokerage. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter who or what city they're in. Like Chris is, you know, primarily Grimsby, Stony Creek, you're Niagara on the Lake. We're out here in Kitchener. You got the Ferris team there in Barrie. Yet I know that you've connected with each one of us at some point through your career, or we've connected with you at some point through our careers. And so that's probably one of the biggest things I think that realtors ignore is they try to do it all themselves. They think they know better than everybody else. And they don't reach out and get information. They don't reach out and get help. They don't reach out and, and say, hey, Chris, Andrew, Andre, whoever, I'm struggling and I would really love to know how you do X or Y or, you know, in your case, Chris's team meetings. And that guy runs a phenomenal team meeting. I've been there. I've been a part oh, yeah. of it. He's got that thing <laughs> dialed in, right? I mean, Chris is yeah. a cell monster as well. So he knows his numbers and he knows everything. And he's got a stable business. I think the guy will do probably close to four million this year in gross commission. So yeah, he's he's absolutely killing it. I want to kind of dive in a little bit and kudos to you for having a coach. I think everyone should have a coach. Yeah. That it's number one. I don't understand why more people don't have a real estate coach or what they think they can learn without doing it. But a coach is going to transform your your life. Um, yeah, totally agree. Period. Right. So so hey kudos to you. And and I don't think I even realized it was five years. I think we met probably four years ago. Um, it was probably through Chris now that you say it or a version of that. Um, cause I was building my team about five years ago as well. And I was networking with Chris quite a bit. And I think you came up in a conversation or something on real estate hacks. There was something and someone said, yeah. go be friends with Andrew. He's absolutely killing it. <laughs> Um, that's, that's how that connection kind of, kind of got started. And then I know I was supposed to come on to your podcast and couldn't really make the timing work out. And here we are now finally doing it, but yeah, absolutely. do you guys, when you look at your structure, I mean, we hear a lot of stuff and, and biased a little bit. I'm in KW. So we get a lot of KW feedback on, you know, the prospecting side of stuff, but you went the marketing side, not that there's anything wrong with it. I just want to hear a little bit more about that because, you know, yeah. we, we focus more on the prospecting side and you're kind of the first guy that's come in with a really, really big marketing campaign behind him. And like I said, kind of taking over social media as you're doing it. How did that start? You know, what are your levers and, and is that your form of lead generation? I mean, we all have to have yeah. something. Are you doing something else in addition to the marketing? Yeah, so that's a really good question. And the way I, and you're, this is going to blow your mind and you're going to be like, Andrew, how does that even make sense? How does this make sense? So the way I run my personal business <laughs> is completely different than how I run my team's business. And you're thinking, well, how does that even make sense? <laughs> and my team members run their business different than I run my business. My business is marketing. And it's, and it's not sending out flyers. We do do that. Of course, I do that for my team, but it's not, I don't do it for me. Uh, the, what, what I do is I build a relationship with my audience through branding, brand messaging and video marketing. And the point of my marketing is to attract you, to attract Chris, to attract other agents to my social media pages, to me. And I've built my entire business around networking with other agents. So every deal, every, every post I post on Instagram or Facebook, it is not targeted to buyers and sellers. It just isn't. Um, do I get business from social media? 100%. 
Do I get buyers calling me, sellers calling me? Yes. Um, and that's just what I like to call, you know, the cherry on top. But the focus and the targeting behind my brand messaging is to other realtors. It's about co-opetition, as, as my buddy Matt Campoli says in Toronto. Um, he's from Remax. See, it's all about working together to get things done. So from a very, very beginning, I saw a hole where, you know, people weren't working together as much as they should. My sphere of influence in Niagara was very small. I just came from one of the biggest prospecting companies in the world, LA Fitness. Door knock, very similar to KW. It's all about creating new relationships, which I love. However, I was tired of doing that by the time I started my real estate business. It doesn't mean I don't do it. I was just tired of it. Now, um, so when I, when the, the first thing I could think of is like, okay, so if I don't have a sphere of influence, I have to make the perception that I already have this viable, credible, and quality business. So I started off with more of a, of a humorous campaign, which led into more of a, of a serious lifestyle campaign, which then led into a full on, okay, I'm doing a lot of these interviews now. I'm pulling the clips from them and I'm sharing them. I'm offering advice. Um, I'm sharing my success. And not only is this just the way that things have happened, but it's also the way I feel most comfortable. Marketing and, and your brand message, it should not be a stressful thing to you. If you're constantly thinking, oh my God, what do I do? What do I post? What kind of content do I create? Then there's is a good chance that you're doing it wrong. Um, your brand message in, in 2020, it should not take a lot. 2021, geez, what year is it? COVID's <laughs> kind of messed everything out there. Eh? So yeah, 2021, your brand message should be authentic. And if you can't explain your brand message to a six-year-old and have them repeat it to all their friends and family, that your brand message is too complicated and you need to rethink it. I like that. I like that a lot. And, and really that, you know, one of the things that was said early to me when I was building out my organization was real estate's a contact sport. So you got to get in a contact with people. You've just chosen to go a route that most realtors absolutely ignore. And I talk to my team about it all the time. I talk to other agents about it all the time. We've done probably close to 40 deals this year just from agent referrals. We love our other yeah. agents. We love our agent partners. You know, we take care of them. We, we like you, we focus on service first to make sure that we're, we're delivering a service that's expected by the client so the client can report back and be happy and everyone's happy. We can get more referrals out of it. But it starts with our relationship. And these realtors yeah. wouldn't refer us, A, if they didn't trust us, and B, if we didn't have a relationship with them. And there's been this, this sort of theory going around, and, and Ibrahim with Affinity, he kind of started, started this, and he mentioned it to me once, and it was about the relationship bank. And it's, you know, most people treat their relationships like they treat their debit card. They just want to tap it and get nonstop, but they don't ever exactly. go to the bank and make deposits. And, and you, that's kind of what you're doing. I mean, I've taken some of your stuff and, and noticed and gone, ooh, we should do that. Ooh, we should add that. But I'll be truthful with you. I can't think of another realtor in Niagara-on-the-Lake. It just doesn't happen right. anymore, right? When I, when I think Niagara-on-the-Lake, that's now becoming synonymous yeah. with you and your team. Exactly. And that was, that was the goal. And, to, you know, what I was talking about earlier is I, is I think people, they put, they try to put too much thought into things where, you know, okay, I want to run a, 
referral business. I got to, you know, go to Starbucks. I got to get my logo on the Starbucks card. I got to send it out to every agent I know. That helps. Whenever I get something, you know, from somebody in Toronto or Kingston, it, it does make me happy, but that doesn't do it for me. That's not an authenticated value add. I rather hear from you on a phone call uh, than just receive something in the mail. So when you said something about, you know, making those deposits into the bank, I don't want people to take away something from this podcast and say, okay, well, they were talking about making those deposits. So maybe I got to go get that Starbucks card or I got to send them a free ice cream. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about real conversations, real value that you can add to people. And that's just something as simple as just checking in or creating content that is geared towards, um, it, like you, I get, so, and it doesn't necessarily have to be something about real estate doesn't have to be something about uh you know what you've just sold or what you've just purchased or how you've helped clients or how you can help their clients it's something as simple as hey guys i've been using agent located for a long time now i've had a lot of success with it if you guys have any questions about online lead generation please give me a call let's talk or hey guys i just i just found this mile tracking app if you have been looking for something you know, that could easily take your miles and put it into a spreadsheet and give right to your accountant, let me know. So it's all about, you know, these little, small, little tidbits that could help somebody's business. I get hundreds of messages a day on Instagram and Facebook, and it's always about, Andrew, this has nothing to do with real estate, but do you know anybody who's got a vacation rental available up north? Or, hey, I, have you ever been to Florida? I'm looking for the best seafood joint. Why would anybody even ask me that? But I think they see through my brand messaging that I'm somebody who likes to cooperate and I like to give referrals that are not just in real estate. Um, and I like to offer value that just, it's just to help somebody's life be a little bit better. And I think that once your life and your personal business, your relationships, uh, uh, or your, your corporate side, um, these little micro increments can really just improve your, your overall lifestyle. Yeah. Well, that you, makes you've, sense. you've kind of become a connector in that way, right? Like people now know mm -hmm. that, that they can connect with you and you can connect them with somebody else. And, you know, yeah. I encourage realtors to do this even just for their clients, right? If you're the go-to person, you know, hey, I need a plumber. I need a this. I need a vacation rental. I need uh, the best seafood joint in, in Florida. Or, you know, where do I go when I'm out in Vancouver? And this and that and everything else. And you become that resource. And you're kind of living that through that lifestyle style of, of doing your Instagram, where if people know that, whether it's your clients or other realtors or anybody else that's in your business, there's a natural attraction. They want to just talk to you. They want to hear what you've yeah. got going on and it develops trust. And we know that people work with who they know and trust, period. Absolutely. And if you don't have that trust and you don't have that rapport and you don't have that, that track record of, of not just success, but also of being that connector and providing that, your DMs probably wouldn't be full, but instead yeah. you spent the last, you know, as long as I've been, been following you and watching your stuff, really creating and solidifying that brand that not only does Andrew have a fine level of service, he's also knows a lot of people. He also can be a connector and he's always going to give you the information as he has it. You're not going to get yeah. a lot of bullshit. And that's, that's just literally, and for anyone listening, Andrew and I have only had maybe one or two other phone calls in the last five years. So this is purely yeah. from 
just your brand messaging. Now, how close am I to what you were trying to deliver through that messaging? Hey, you bang on, bang on, absolutely. And I, and I, and, and everybody asks, it's so funny because, um, uh, oh my God, uh, there was a KW agent called me the other day. His name escapes me. I, I really apologize if you're listening to it. Um, and he asked me, he's like, Andrew, I'm, I'm going to start heading the, the recruiting program. Uh, I don't want to say the location just in case. Um, and I wanted to get your advice. And Is it I David by any chance? Sorry? Was his name David by any chance? No, no, okay. it wasn't. No, okay. it wasn't. So he, and he's reached out to me and he's like, Andrew, I'm heading up uh, the recruiting division. I wanted to get your take. I see, you know, you've got success with helping Revel uh, grow their brokerage and their brand. And I said, look, everything that you've learned up until this point is I'm going to completely conflict with all of it. I don't have an active reach out campaign. I don't mass text. I don't mass email. I don't just reach out to random people. I literally allow our success to speak for itself. And I show people that I'm an open book by exactly what you said, through my brand, through my marketing, and through my content, where people reach out to me. And this is, that's my way of pre-qualifying people. I'm not going to go and start headhunting people. That's not to say that I have not started conversations without, you know, top producers saying, hey, wow, this guy, I would really love him on my team. But the 99% of my strategy is just allowing people to see how open I am, see the success that we're having and have them reach out to me. Because by the time they've reached out to me, they are already eight past, eight steps down the 10-step the process of switching brokerages or starting their own franchise. And that just makes the process so much easier. Why would I want to have so much quantity and have so much turnover? And that's not to say that people who mass text or mass email are going to have high turnover. It's just the stats show that building that relationship with people and having them reach out to you, that's just going to build a stronger relationship moving forward. So that blew the guy away. He couldn't believe it. He was like, well, how do you prospect? I'm like, I create relationships. I don't call it prospecting. I create relationships and I show people without being intrusive and blew his, blew his mind. And I can't wait to see what he does. With that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, and again, Here's a competitor, another company, and you're willing to help and, and change somebody else's life or trajectory or just give them something else in their tool belt. And that just says a lot about you. There's so many people in our industry that just aren't yeah. going to do that. They're just not at all. And, and, you know, when I started my business, I started another company and I'm just going to not use any names. If you know me, you know where that was. And I always felt like it was the doors were closed. Do you ever, do you ever feel that? You walk into some offices and just like every door yep. shut. Nobody's yep. going to help yep. anyone. You're the, you're the new guy in and you're like, man, I could really, you know, I'd love to ask someone a question about this thing yeah. I'm dealing with. And you walk the halls and every door shut. <laughs> well, that's, that's why, if you can see, all of our offices have glass. Yeah. So it's to encourage. At our office, nothing's frosted. So it's always, hey, yeah, come in. Yeah, no, I'm not on the phone. Come on in. Hang up, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, you're right. And actually another, uh, and this is just to show you how willing I am to work with other people. 
And uh, if my owner's on on uh, watching this, he might not approve, but as I'm sure he would. I'm just joking. But another agent, uh, Sir Colin, reached out to me, and he was like, Andrew, we're we're uh, starting to potentially open up our own little office, right? I don't know how much I'm allowed to disclose here, uh, but he was he's like, who do you know that is an amazing recruiter? And I thought of somebody right away. She's not in the real estate industry, but she has been an amazing recruiter from the, I've always, and she's another person. She doesn't go asking for it, but she, what she does is she posts, she does recruiting for random companies, right? So she posts new jobs. Hey guys, new job opportunity, new job industry, uh, uh, new industry opening up in, in Keller Williams, or sorry, Kitchener Waterloo. And so she's from Brisbane. She's from my neck of the woods. And I gave that information to him in hopes that maybe they could create a connection and, and she could have a career change to work for one of the biggest companies in, in real, in the real estate industry. Right. So it's all about, there is no, you guys aren't my competition. She's not my competition. Um, you know, Keller Williams, Remax, they're not my competition. We're all in this together. The more you succeed and the more you uh, push that uh, the real estate industry as a whole, and just create these, uh, just a more of a positive perception on us. It's, it's just helping us all. Well, and, and thank you for sharing that because that that's definitely how I think. And, and as an owner broker as well, you know, I've met with other broker owners around this region, around Southwestern Ontario, across Canada. I don't care what company you're at. I'll sit with you. Yeah. I'll have lunch with you. I'll have coffee with you. I'll share with you because kind of like you say, you know, what's, what's the saying, right? A rising tide raises all ships. Raises all boats. Yeah. All boats, right. And so if, if we if we raise the level in our industry, if we start sharing, we start collaborating, we start lifting who we are, we're going to change the consumer perception about us. And that's still something that exactly. very, it's not where it should be, right? There's a lot of great professionals I agree. in the industry. And we still, I mean, I heard the, the, the rating system the other day and it was like, you know, where, where do we rank? And it's like used car salespeople, realtors, and then new car sales. And I was like, hang on a second here. So we're in between the two car salespeople and, and that's the way the public perceives us the majority of the time. And if, you know, you said, you know, Remax, Keller Williams, Revel, none of us are in a fight. We're all providing different things and different values and different ways of doing businesses. But what's important is we can all learn from each other because I think every company has something yeah. to offer. And if realtors totally could start agree. to realize that, they would do so much more business. Stop fighting each other, right? Stop stop battling with each other and, and taking it as this sort of, you know, I got to kill you. I got to beat you. It, yeah, do your best. Be whatever you want. I mean, we have egos. We want to win too. But also remembering that we're in this thing together. And it got said to me early in my career, and, and I forget who said it to me, and it was like, Andre, at the end of the day, we all play in the same sandbox. Just make sure yep. you're welcome back in. And it, it just kind of stuck with me, blew my mind in the moment. And I was like, yeah, but like, I'm competing for the listing. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not competing for a listing. Go get another one. Yeah, there's tons of business to go around. It's unbelievable. There's, there's more. You know, and, it, and, it, and it's funny how many people... Uh, complain about you know others who worked hard and have grown their business to a point that now they can uh go into a new market and all of a sudden whoa why is that guy in our market well geez he's worked hard he's built a great business and they're here to continue growing that business yeah. so i don't see any problems with that at all in fact i reach out to them and say how are you doing teach me 
Right. Let's go for lunch. Let's go play golf. Well, that's Teach it. Teach me, you know? Well, and that's that's because you're learning based. You're learning focused. And, you know, I believe if you're not growing, you're dying. And I know a lot of yep. us believe that as well. And so you're you're living that life and you're just living it in a different way. And it's like I said, I'm sitting here going, OK, I know how to do certain things really, really well. But what I don't know how to do is create a brand identity. So I want to talk to Andrew. I want to have Andrew on the show. I want to hear how he's doing it. I want to yeah. learn as I'm sure there's going to be stuff that you're going to reach out to me and go, hey, how are you doing A, B and C? you're running a great business over hundred units puts you in at like at least a top 5% of all realtors in Canada. Most realtors don't ever get to that number of a hundred, 200, 300 units. And so there's something to learn here. Now, the flip side of that, I'm going to tell you, like, I still believe that the agent doing three transactions can still teach me something. And I think everybody, I totally agree. Right. So absolutely. Absolutely mind blowing. I love it. I don't want to leave off because you know, depending on when people are listening to this, I like to remind people that we're doing these incredible things in a global pandemic. So we're still in COVID, folks. Yes, you know, the vaccine is heavy push right now. And we're starting to get a little bit of our freedom back. But we're not out of it yet. No. How was that experience for you? I mean, walk me through, you know, I think it was March 16th was sort of that day that Trudeau came out and said, hey, we're shutting down the country. Yeah. And I'll never forget it because it was my first day on the job as an operating partner. So it was like day one, I come into yeah. work, got my suit on. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for my new job. And an hour later, Trudeau's on shutting down the world. So I know what my experience was like. What was that like for you kind of in the luxury space um, and, you know, in the recruiting space? You were you were doing that still at that point in time. Yeah. Walk me through that. <laughs> so, um the first couple of weeks, I won't lie to you. Uh, first couple of weeks, we still had a lot of overflow business. Um, and then in the 30 days, it was starting to dwindle down a little bit. And we we're like, what is going on? Like, we really did not know what to expect. We, I didn't think that the real estate industry was going to go as hard as it did. And it was really nerve wracking. We just moved into a brand new house. We just opened our pool. We had to open it up early because uh, for whatever reason, I forget now. And I was like, wait a minute, what is going on here? Like we just bought this house, our dream house in our dream city. And how are we going to afford it? This mortgage is the highest mortgage I've ever had in my life. Uh, but that, that, that went away fairly quickly because I, I immediately went into, okay, this is great. Let's hang out with family. And then after the first couple of weeks, I was like, okay, People are home. People are home. People are home. What can I do in order to focus on still serving my clients while attracting new business? And I said, okay, let's just do what I've always done. Let's focus online. So I started doing pizza reviews, started doing restaurant reviews. I started doing um, podcasts. I started doing more online live uh, videos. Um, And then I started doing vlogs which, uh, well, I was doing vlogs before, but I really started to push on it. What did, what could I speak about that wasn't in your face? So, hey, real estate is still going on. Everybody else is stuck at home, not making any money, collecting serve, or, or that serve hadn't even come out at that point. So I was just showing them, you know, uh, I work, I could work with my hands, not a lot. There's no calluses there for those of you who are watching. Um, but I was, I was filming the home renovation. We just had a baby. Uh, it was mother's day. Uh, so I cooked my wife vegan cupcakes and I was just showing people the inside 
of a realtor's life during a pandemic that wasn't about selling a shit ton of real estate because it was a very delicate time where you did not want to be in people's face who were just who just lost their job. So I decided to take a different approach, showcase and support local businesses, and then of course just show a little bit of my personal life as well. That's cool. That's cool. Did you get into, um, you know, I, I heard a number of realtors get into things like care calls, touching base with their database, just, just saying, Hey, do you need groceries this week? Do you need that? Like yeah. did you get into yeah. any of that stuff? Um, with, with um, stuff? We, we did, we did it all. So I, I mean, if Marianne or Chris is watching this, uh, we don't necessarily call all of our past clients every week. And I know he's going to kick my butt when he hears that. Um, but we do, touch base i'm very good at um we have crms obviously right but i'm very good at remembering certain things about certain clients and keeping in touch on an ongoing basis so i'm good there however i knew that i needed to switch up the messaging it wasn't just like hey i'm at home board and we're redoing our database i wanted to give you a shout see how you're handling the pandemic so far okay andrew uh thanks you're just my realtor uh, you're, you know, you're not my psychiatrist. We don't necessarily want to hear from you today. Um, so I had to switch it up and it was more of a, and it was more of a generic thing that we sent out to a lot of our clients. And we just said, Hey, look, we know this is a crazy time. We don't want to intrude in your life. However, if there's anything that you need, uh, groceries, medicine, anything like that, please don't hesitate to ask. We are operating as a, what do they call it? As a, uh, I forget what they call essential it. service, or essential whatever. business. Yeah. yeah, we are operating as an essential business, so we are, we can come out of our house and we can do all of this for you, especially for our elder clients. So about sixty percent of our clients are over the age of sixty. So people coming into Niagara historically have all been retirees, especially Niagara on the Lake. Although during the pandemic we saw a little bit of a flip in younger executives, but that's a whole different topic. So yes, we did. And, you, and we did a huge, huge push, push of going out and getting groceries for our clients. And I honestly wasn't expecting anybody to respond to those emails, but we got a lot of responses. Hey, Andrew, wow, thank you so much. We did not expect this. If we need something, we'll call you. And we had about five clients that actually did need our assistance. And we felt really fulfilled from that. Uh, we didn't do it for social media. We didn't do it to... Um, uh, you know, as vanity metrics, we just did it as, as a strict, you know, we are not going to tell anybody about this. We just want to help you. Love it. Love it. Good for you. And, and, you know, you're, you're definitely leading the way and we're almost out of time. And, and one of my asking, I didn't warn you of this. So guys, be, be yeah. gentle on Andrew. We asked for like a mic drop moment. We asked for a must know from either the fine estates team or from Andrew Perry direct, like what is something that a young upcoming, a realtor should know that in your opinion can change their life or change their business? Uh, so the biggest thing, if you were to ask me that question four years ago, I would have said, hustle it out. You know, don't necessarily, don't join a team because you know, the splits or whatever, um, go out on your own, figure out your business, and, and, you know, really work through those failures. Now, 2021, the competition level is so huge these days. You're competing against me. You're competing against Chris, Andre, 
uh, Rob Golfy, like your your these competition is like unprecedented. So my biggest piece of advice is in your first year, hook up with a brokerage that offers trading in a mentorship program. From there, you know, if, uh, it was a big pill for me to swallow coming as, you know, a, a high ranking sales manager with LA Fitness to starting my new business. I didn't want to join a team because I had this ego thing. But what I'm about to say is join a team in your first year. Make sure you join one that has um, additional training, mentorship program, just like your brokerage, and as well gives you the opportunity to work with leads in some shape or form. The reason why is because, like I said, some of the advertising budgets of these top teams are very high and you're competing to get the same leads that we are. And we're just better at it than you in your first year. Sorry to say. Now, uh, so and it's so funny because this is the first time that I'm really opening up about this strategy to new realtors, but it's really how I feel. And I just think that people need to be more educated now than ever, and they need to know how to run their business as a business. Again, you talked to me a couple of years ago, I would have straight up said, start a social media account, work on that brand message, which I still heavily believe in. So if you're a veteran agent, you're looking to shape, the, uh, shape things up, is really focus on your brand, focus on your community, and find your niche and double down on that. But if you're a brand new realtor, yes, that still applies to you, but I really, really, really do uh, advise you to join a top producing team or somebody that you're close with and really get a mentorship going because it's never been more difficult than it is now. Having said that, the real estate industry offers a wealth of opportunities to really change your life. Don't ignore those opportunities by listening to me something different comes across your table you take i agree with that wholeheartedly and and thank you for sharing um and thank you for being so candid about it I, I, you know if i could add to that it, with your permission i don't want to take away from your moment but 100 and the one thing i would add to that is check your ego at the door check that yeah. ego at the door and just be an open just be a sponge just, just take it all in. The mentors, the, the teams, whatever you're doing, they're going to give you so much. You're drinking through a fire hose. Soak it in and learn and learn and learn. Don't yep. think you know better than everybody else because you were that, like you mentioned, you were a top sales guy at another company. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Learn. If I, giving it. up, giving up, and I, I'm not saying giving up, uh, but just so you can visualize here, is you know, splitting 50-50 with a team with leads that are probably going to be provided to you, there's, I would much rather that have that than 100% of nothing. So you got to think of that 50%. For one, that's something that you probably wouldn't have had without your team leader or your team. But you got to think of that as, it's almost like you're paying for your coach. You're paying to learn. You're paying for, you know, how much money did I waste in my first year on courses because uh, I was too cheap and I had too big of an ego to hire a real coach. And I just spent so much money on crap that I didn't need. So think about that 50% or however your team splits work in your area as building your knowledge, building your business. And that's an investment. No team owner wants to hire you for five years or more. Well, I would love to have you for five years or more, but my goal is to make you the best that you could be and if, I, if you've left the team and started your own team, then I've done my job. So that's what you got to think about it. 
you got to think about it as an investment. Love that. Love that. Thank you so much for being on the show, Andrew. You're very welcome. Really appreciate you. We're going to make sure we bring you back. So one of the things that we've talked to people is you know, we're going to do a follow-up series. It'll be sometime next year. We want to hear about the growth. We want to hear where you've gotten to, and we're going to continue to build out. So how do it, you know, if someone's looking to get a hold of you, they want to connect with you. What's the best way for them to connect with you? A Perry on Instagram. That's, that's, uh, that's my go-to that's I'm checking that, uh, you know, 105 times a day so i'm on there a lot and i'll always respond i always Love follow it. back as well there you go he also follows back folks so a perry on instagram definitely reach out to andrew we are the real estate hustle podcast you can find us on instagram as well we're also on youtube spotify apple play we're everywhere as well this is what it's about folks it's about making connections learning from other real estate professionals as well we are so gracious to have you on the show andrew thank you so much Love for it. your time today and uh, we look forward to talking Thanks to you again soon all right. Thanks for having me, buddy. I really appreciate it being on today. Awesome, brother. Thank you.